Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. The first habit that I fell prey to was, it's a whole food. I can eat as much of it as I want to. Well, just because it's a whole food doesn't automatically mean that it's a calorie dilute food. Enter Medjool Dates, a love affair. Never forget the one that got away. My love affair with Medjool Dates. The highs were high. The lows were low. And what do I mean by the lows? I mean that I was a college student who was buying two pounds of Medjool dates a day and couldn't afford it anymore. Those babies ain't cheap. But nevertheless, what I'm talking about is keeping excess fat on the body. Medjool dates are a very calorically dense food. They're about 1,200 calories per pound, as any dried fruit is. And I was under the belief that just because it was a whole food and it was a low fat food, there's nearly no fat in medjool dates, I thought, oh, well, you can't convert this into fat because there's no fat in it. What I didn't know at that time was that it is possible to convert carbohydrates into fat if you're eating too many calories. And I was eating a lot of calories. I'd house two pounds of medjool dates for my first meal of the day and say, all right, What's next? What do we eat now? I just ate a whole food with no fat, so that's not gonna convert into fat. (laughs) I humbled myself. So just because something is low fat or zero fat or oil-free or it's a whole food, you still can put excess weight on or prevent yourself from losing weight if your body is receiving more calories than your body is burning. At the end of the day, you do have to be in a calorie deficit in order to release weight. Calories do count, but I don't suggest that you count calories. If you're a client of mine, you know we stay nowhere near calorie counting. We don't touch that with a 10-foot pole. So how do you release weight without counting your calories? You focus on what you are eating and trusting your hunger fullness cues. I was honoring my hunger fullness cues but I was just eating food that was too rich. There were too many calories per pound in the food that I was eating. So I had to mix the dried fruit, bring in some more veggies and get my calorie density down. The second mistake that I made was thinking, I'm a runner. So long as I run, it's impossible to put weight on. I run marathons. Again, I was humbled. You know, there's a saying you can't outrun a bad diet. And by no means was my diet bad. It was extremely healthy. I was eating all whole foods. But like I said, I was eating whole foods that were rich in calories. Medjool dates was my main source of calories. And I was getting in a lot of them. But I was under the impression that, okay, this is a food that doesn't have any fat in it. And I'm a runner. I run eight, at least eight miles, 10 miles, 12 miles a day. This is when I was studying abroad. 
and I would explore different cities by foot, by running. I was running like a crazy person because I was traveling all around Europe and that's how I would see the city. And medjool dates were an easy thing to get while I was traveling. They didn't require any cooking. <laughs> It was a recipe for a grand old time. I had a great time and I wouldn't trade it for the world because I did learn so much information that I'm able to deliver to you here, but it put excess weight on and it kept excess weight on me thinking that if I was just going to run that there's no way. I mean, I run like a crazy person. There's no way I could put weight on. But exercise doesn't burn as many calories as we think that it does. Our body maxes out at the amount of calories we can burn through exercise. And experts say that we max out at about 15 to 20% of the amount of calories our body burns in a day. So if you're eating way above your calorie needs, even if you're exercising a lot, you'll still likely be in a caloric surplus. The third mistake that I made was thinking that oil-free, no fat, was the end-all be-all for preventing weight gain or getting weight off. For instance, you could have a peanut butter sandwich that's technically oil-free. The bread could be oil-free, the peanut butter could be oil-free, but if we look at the average calorie density of that meal, we're looking at a nut butter that's 2,800 calories per pound and a bread that's 1,200 calories per pound which that will average out to, that's an easy average, that's 2,000 calories per pound as an average of that food. That's really calorically dense. And if you look at something like oil, oil is 4,000 calories per pound. 2,000 calories per pound ain't that far off when we're comparing it to something like potatoes that are 300, 400 calories per pound. So just because something is oil-free, it doesn't mean that you're going to lose weight from it because it can still be very calorically dense. And there are instances where actually meals that have oil in them are less calorically dense than the oil-free peanut butter sandwich or the oil-free avocado toast with seeds all over it because that food is just higher in calories. The fourth mistake that I made was thinking that you can't overeat on a whole food plant-based diet. Now, my learning process of this was twofold. First, I learned that it is possible to overeat if the food itself is calorically dense, because even if you're listening to your hunger fullness cues, if you're eating food that's just too calorically dense, you could still eat to satiety, but the food is really calorically dense, so you're eating a lot of calories. Now, what I saw with my clients was a neglecting of the hunger fullness cues because the food was actually calorically dilute. So what I find very often with my clients is that people tend to come to this lifestyle because they see the large portions of food that can be eaten and they don't trust themselves around food. They don't trust their hunger fullness cues. They don't have hunger fullness cues. And they say, oh, well, I've heard that it's impossible to overeat on broccoli. So I'm just going to go all the live long day with broccoli and rice. And they end up overeating you still have to honor your hunger fullness cues. Even if you are eating broccoli and potatoes, if you're stuffing yourself on those foods, you're not going to be successful. The fifth mistake that I made, I blame running. Because when you're growing up in training for races, you eat to train for your runs. And I got into this lifestyle from the perspective of a runner. That's why I became plant-based. 
I was doing marathon training. I was really, it was a time in my life where I could focus on running. I was in college at the time and you don't have many responsibilities then besides going to college. And I was able to really focus on my running. That was a big passion of mine. I decided to pursue a plant-based diet and it worked beautifully in terms of fueling my runs. But then I got to the point in my life where I wasn't training for races anymore. I was just running for enjoyment at that point. And I still had the mindset of, I need to eat to fuel my run. That's always the mindset that I had around my relationship with exercise and my relationship with food. In order to be the fastest runner, I had to make sure that I had enough energy so that I could win the race. And weight wasn't something that I ever considered. I just wanted to win the race. And even when I would see my weight going up a little bit or down a little bit, it would fluctuate as normal women do throughout different times of the month and different times of the year. And that didn't affect me because my core drive was to be the fastest runner. When I stopped running, I still had the mindset of I need to eat to fuel my run. And that's going to get you into dangerous territory because if you are eating for the sake of fueling yourself through exercise and you're no longer an athlete, your body's going to undergo some changes. I was still running every day, but it was for enjoyment. I didn't have any races. And so this would cause fluctuations that weren't justified anymore. I didn't have a race that I was trying to win. So I went in to this plant-based lifestyle with, I'm eating to fuel my runs. I'm eating to fuel my runs. I'm eating to fuel my runs. When I stopped training for races, I was still having the mentality of eating, not because I was truly hungry, but because I felt like I should eat. So what I'm trying to get to here is the mistake is eating because you feel like you should, but really your body hasn't sent you a hunger signal. Wait until your body sends you a hunger signal before you begin eating, bottom line. If any of these identified with you and you would like support and guidance on navigating them so that you can release the excess weight, please just click the link in the down bar. We'll get on a call, we'll chat, and we'll get you all sorted. I love you, honeys, and I'll see you in my next video. Woo! <laughs>